Fish lives in a trailer uh, behind a movie trailer of the drive-in. Gotcha. He I forgot that part. Yeah. Because I remember he lived with um, um, what's his famous guy, Je- um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, he had his own place too. He was he was like a bodyguard and stunt double. Swap me. Okay, so Swap me. what was happening the um, fat fat and slim were um, making fun of our um, our girl heroes, um, Fat and Slim, and the name's not jumping out at me. Susan, Nancy, and Susan. Okay. Now right. I had thought that Foxy was only uh, Carhartt. But I was wrong about that. Swap meet is when you get together any little group of uh, like let's say people who are into modeling who love models and hobbies and stuff like that. Well, you could have a swap meet with all those people, right? But this was really a flea market. I'm not sure why they call it swap meet. It's yeah. A flea market. Well, there's there's record swap meets, right? Where like guys swap their yeah. vinyl. And then uh, I guess there's I guess tr- model trains and all that crap. Yeah, so this is not, this was like flea market, flea market. Right. This this movie should be called flea market. Well, maybe uh, should be called Magical Lamp Flea Market. <laughs> that would work. Yeah. Right now, basically, they're complaining about um, uh, the prices of everything. You know, it's like a dollar fifty. Get in, and they're like, "Let me give you a dollar." Six cents later, you know, they're having a big argument about it. Okay, the there's Annie, one of her zombies. Now, she's wearing the same outfit that she woke up in. Yeah. 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 Kind of right. low class. <laughs> low class. Now, in real life, she is—I don't know—is she low class? Was um on. Playboy, she posed naked for a lot of uh, magazines and as Playboy, uh, and remember Wee Wee, Wee Wee. She's from Western Australia, from Perth, and she has a really cute accent, if I remember correctly. She was in Used Cars in 1982, and I love that film. I, I have seen that movie. I do like that movie. Um, I think it is. Yeah, Kurt Russell, right. And Going to church down in Well, the joke uh, here is, like, can you lend me a dollar? And she's like, sure. Sure, Laura. Bed? And that is an excuse to get into your bra. That's not good to do. That's Susan. Good to do. Right. <laughs> this is Delvina. And she is a psychic and totally Calm, et cetera, et cetera. But that's more of a calmer swap meeting. Now, her only real claim to fame is uh, Bang the Drum Slowly. Uh, okay, so. 73. You probably heard of that film. Yeah, I, I thought it was a war movie, and then it was like about baseball. That's right. It's about baseball. Bang the Drum Slowly makes me think of. Uh, okay, look. There is um, uh, King Didier. 
Oh, John Greif? Reef? Yes, John Greif. Oh, from Joystick. Huh. Yeah, yeah, we saw that movie. He's great. So this is that 70s, John. The first one I was, one of the first films I was a partner with was Star Wars. Joystick. Yeah. It was worth it, huh? That's a great movie. Yeah, it was great. It is great. It's almost too good for your show. Well, I found uh, the director, Gra uh, Grayson Clark, he's a real oddity, Clark Grayson or whatever his name is, and he did a movie called Black Shampoo, which I can't find, but in 1983, he did Joysticks, a film with Joe Don Baker where he's on a hunt, and a film where Joe, bon uh, Joe Don Baker is in a horror spoof called Wacko, the psycho, and uh, it's on YouTube. And I think it's a, a group that does their own like uh, uh, video riffing as well. But they have like a ton of stuff. Next next week I'll I'll find it and give the link. I was gonna yeah. I was gonna have the movie for us, but I think like this guy, these guys have already done it and they have a copy of it as a movie, so that's fantastic. Oh okay. Yeah. So it won't work for our show because it's playing it. I think I think they might have done it for the same purposes. So you know. But they have a copy of the movie uh, online, which is great. Oh, look at this. This is a real, like, flea market. Yeah, that's right. It really is a flea market. Uh, this is a place called um, California, and it's called Torrance. Torrance, California. Yeah, and Torrance. I'm assuming it's near L.A. because of the landscape and everything. I mean, there's other parts of California that's L.A. No? Really? Yeah. Like San Francisco? There's San Francisco, and there's... Uh, Napa Valley and Fresno and Bakersfield and uh, uh -huh. the rest. Oh, the valley. A lot of 70s dudes. And those are all parts of L.A., right? Yeah, they're adjacent. <laughs> okay, Rhea Perlman, you see her every now and then. She's stealing things. That's her big aha joke. Now, Rhea Perlman is here. Rhea Perlman for Tears, the saucy waitress, exactly. She's also from Beethoven's Fifth Grade, which I think you saw when you were here. Beethoven's Fifth. They finally got it right for the fifth time. That's a good uh -huh. one. Because Beethoven's Be Fifth? Yeah. Uh-oh, psychedelic. Well, what was the original Beethoven? It was called Beethoven. Oh, it was, uh, it was called Amadeus. And it had no dogs whatsoever in it. Don't recommend it. <laughs> and then, uh, no, I'm just wondering if if Beethoven's Fifth is the real Beethoven. Beethoven has had three sleeping problems, and uh, I don't know that how he got through five. Now you're talking. You're you're not thing. referring to the the legendary composer. You're talking about the act dog actor Be uh, Beethoven. Exactly. Who had a terrible drinking problem. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, and it was really now difficult to work with. book talking about it before called Hollywood Dogs at Night. Hollywood Dogs at Beethoven Night. Beethoven's fifth was prominently featured. Well, yeah. Well, he was just obnoxious. You know, you know remember in Beethoven the scene where uh, uh, he shakes his wet um, dog body on Carl Schroeder's head? Schroeder. Completely improvised. He was just drunk oh and pissed off God. at the end. Yeah, wasn't even in the script. Yeah, I That's hear that Schroeder and Schmidt did not get along. Did not. They did not talk to each other. 
uh, during it, they did a table read. It was super awkward. You know, like one's uh, introverted, and the other is a dog. So it, it was just tough. A drunk dog. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, you said that like there's nobody in here. Rowdy drunk dog would come up to you and smack your beer out of your hand, kiss your wife. Yeah, you know what he would say to you? Ba 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 ba. Beethoven, bitch. I'm Beethoven. What's he I gonna do, bro? <laughs> uh. Okay, yeah. so we're missing so much, and I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, well, this so it, is Carl, can I ask you? Is I know you've seen this movie at least three times. Well, Just this this is this is my third. I'm a little slower than you. Okay, well. There's no plot to this movie, right? It just it, there is. It, there is there a plot. Is. The first time I watched it, I remember you telling me there's no plot, but there is. Oh, all right. Oh, look at the, they didn't even moon the guy. They just pan him yeah. by pan going down. That's right. They pan didn't really him by. Okay, so that guy is like a bad guy. Now, you saw the red car. That's the the John Cleary following it right. from his father, but he's lying to everybody that it's his car, and. The the guy we saw, the heavy, he's like a rich guy, and he's sort of shot, so they want to get him back and steering ice cream on his car. So he's going to go to Fat and Skinny and tell them, look, fuck up that cheeseburg deal. It's not too bad, but just fuck it up. Here, I'll give you money. You work for my father. Look, you can see the boom mic. Did you see it? No. that. Oh, yes, it was to the right there. All right, yeah, yeah. Wow. Blends in with the scene from the beginning. I missed that. Good call. Well, I'll tell you, there's nothing more thrilling than go to the theater and watch a giant parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like you're there. Well, I mean, now it's like, whoa, look at that. They're touching their faces. They're touching shit off the tables. Wow. This must be hundreds of people there. That's the way you think. All shit. Listen, the TV... By the way, audience, yeah. I don't know when you're listening to this, but coronavirus cracked a year, and it's, what is it, maybe it's the third, the second, the second week of the year yet, right? Well, it's, it's, March, it's March 15th, yeah, it's in March, and uh, it, this uh, virus had started in January, uh, uh, getting noticed in America, started to get. Well, I mean, yes. All the open mics I went to, they were making jokes about Corona beer and get the virus, like start uh, using, you know, your pickup truck on Japan lawn and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's only been about three weeks now, and the, the TV is like, be afraid, be very afraid. Well, I know uh, Mimi Radio isn't Mimi Radio, so we are international. We we stream and our shows are available as podcasts, but we also have a YouTube space where you can be part of the Mimi Show and its community. We started off as a pirate radio station during the, the Iraq War. Uh, it uh -huh. was used, it's counted as used work. So we're, we're, we are here for the community. Uh, I know that there's open mic shows available. Uh, oh, you know what I want to do, uh, Carl? It's the Mike Spiegelman Open Mic Challenge. Uh -uh. I'm going to go okay. on Facebook, and I'll say, if you do not perform at a 
They accept my challenge and not perform at an open mic tonight. I will donate five dollars. Where? I don't know. Well, the food bank is part of Right Answer. I was gonna say Mutiny no, Radio. No, Mutiny Radio. Well, Mutiny Radio has got to stop doing shows. They can't encourage people to come. Who? This is I, well, the mics people in challenge is do not go to an open mic. Okay. So, you know. All right. It would be nice if. Well, uh, America, I recommend their response. I recommend that everyone else be in the challenge. You be the one guy who's in the challenge. Cool. They're all home. Don't be that guy. I'm Gallon, not Goofus. <laughs> oh man, he's he's rubbing him down with Crisco, huh? Yeah, she's making mistakes. Annie's doing. I'm an animal. <laughs> I like her. She's from Australia, like I mentioned before. She's Let's got a great voice. accent. Here we go. Good look at his man part. Did we? I missed it. Oh. Boom mic. Now he looks very famous to me, but the, the I can't find the credit of it. He does look like Joe Don Baker. Famous? Yeah. It could be that he just resembles Jonathan Vincent. Yeah. Uh, Joe Don Baker again. Joe Don Baker. Okay, hot towel on hot. his calls it his uh, nasty parts or something. Naughty parts for three. That's a good good morning sound. He still has the, the towel on his head. That doesn't make sense, right? Like you you wouldn't be like, oh, Someone needs to blow on this to cool it down. <laughs> so like, now she was uh, pet of the year uh, for Penthouse in 1994. She was on the 25th anniversary pet of the year video. Huh. Uh, she started out like in Australia. She was a finalist in the annual bikini beauty pageant kind of thing. Really? And she I was figured, a host of them. I figured it'd be daily. You won uh, Miss March 15th, 1975. <laughs> so it, it was, she was a, a hostess on a local Australian game show, too. Uh, she was Penthouse Pet of the Month in 77. She was in Penthouse in 79. Uh, main Pet of the Year in a televised pageant at the Aladdin Hotel in Vegas. She was follow-up beat tutorials. And she looked fantastic, right? Yeah. And today, she sells jewelry for the Pulse Oil Company. Um, and when you look her up on the internet today, she's still very pretty. I mean, she's obviously an older lady, but she's right. very pretty. Well, that's, and, what, that's um, what I say on when I'm intimidated. I met her. <laughs> You're old, Jeff. But you sure are pretty. So oh, she no designs jewelry. Huh. At, at a swap meet or like online? No, online. She designs jewelry. Pulse Oil Company. Sorry, I don't have that. 
Okay, now we're at a local bar, and this is Buddha. One of the three has gone to the temple of Zen, and Buddha is trying to pick up bridge and settle it. You know, and it's not going so good. Now, remember, this is it. So that this is Sakatipa. That's why they're there. So Buddha decides to tip the mug. I'm just tipping it back. I'm just looking at it in the mug. He can't believe it. He's giving it like a little, hey, can't believe check this out. That's right. They don't even show it. Fishburger shows an entire bottle of whiskey soon. If you go back in time and watch New Jersey Public Act on cable for the see a young Mike Spiegelman drink an entire bottle. I, I was playing a professional yachtsman. Yeah, and, uh, you were playing I, a professional yachtsman. I drank an entire bottle of whiskey in one take. Was it whiskey? Wasn't it uh, mezcal? Uh, no, it was uh, ice and soda. No, but don't say that. Oh, don't oops. Say that. <laughs> but this movie, they cut. Oh, they're at the drive-in or the they're at the drive-in. Okay, at night, the swap meet is a drive-in. Okay. And she goes from car to car drinking whiskey, you know, uh, having sex with her son. Let's try the secret. Here's yours. Yeah, my name is Pico. Pico. Pico nothing. Is this supposed to be like little or little uh, Annie Fanning? Remember that from Playboy magazine? Or oh, Playboy, Playboy. The creators of Matt is Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Kurtzman, and Will Elders from Sesame Sunday fame. Uh, and it's kind of like kind of a young Annie Fanning, you know, like the Playboy. Oh, there goes right. the bug. Yeah, it's a little rocking. I love Harvey Kurtzman. I love Will Elders. I'll meet him in person. Like not like the hotel Sheraton. I should ask. I have Carl in the studio, the director of Swap Meet. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, Tony Swap. Tony, good to have no, you here. No, no, it's Bryce Mack. Bryce Mack, and he's the core director of Seven Seas. Oh my God! Hey, sit down, sit down, please. I'm sorry, I got your name wrong. I know we got the no. Right. Come on, please, 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 someone. Uh, yeah, here, have a seat. Uh, as you know, we have 16 people here in the studio, and we have a full studio audience tonight. So here, have a. So, uh, what made you uh, decide to? Uh, he left. That's it. Let's go. Oh, that's sad. Walked out of the room. What decade are these guys from? I know the overalls and the other guy looks like a young fireman. Let's dance in the disco. So basically, it's like on his fifth or sixth trip to his house. Oh, so he's calling around the country. Well, he dropped something going to fish it out, uh, pick it up. Oh, I know. He was walking around the floor like that. Got it. Now he's back now. 
So tattoos started in the nine in the seventies, right? So this is seventy nine. Yes, tattoos started in the seventies. Now, Leah Perlman met him before uh, Andrew Stanton, by the way. Uh, so, you know what I mean? Like when somebody's like a, a midget or something, or not a midget. Excuse me. I'm sorry to you. You probably will even object to that term. But if they're like in Game of Thrones, then all of a sudden all the girls want to be there. No, no, no. Leah Perlman. Was his, <laughs> was his girlfriend before he was cast. Right. And they were together for a long time. And he would, you know, when he started directing, he would put her in uh, the Seasons Cut, I thought. Oh, no, what was the name? He had a, uh, he directed a movie, and then I always saw him in uh, Showtime. Uh, Showtime was out, Saturday at 4 p.m. or something like that. But mm-hmm. I liked him as a director. You know, War of the Roses is a fucking great movie. You know, he's done some funny movies. They married in the 60s, too. He has done great movies, but yeah. I mean, it's almost like a different Danny DeVito than Danny DeVito of the 70s. He was a B-movie person. He was a B-movie guy. This is yeah, a far was. cry from the romantic thing of Kane. Those uh, days were far gone. What about, like, uh, uh, Once Were the People? Uh, okay, so that's a good <coughs> that was for the cameras. It wasn't a big movie, but it was an ensemble film. He was he was a not a bit player, but he didn't really have much line. He was just one of the cuckoos, right? Yeah. In the nest. Danny yeah, DeVito he, became a big star, okay, but but not at this time, you know. Right. Well, he's one of those enduring stars because he's kind of been in kind of generational landmark show television shows, right? Yeah. It's always sunny mm-hmm. in Philadelphia and Texas. It's two different fucking shows. It's two different fucking crews of, of television shows. Yep, yep. And uh, plus all those films where he was a Hollywood big star director and he directs all these fucking big name stars and then you get Shorty who plays like a blowhard Hollywood guy. You know, he's always been in the industry. And mm-hmm. uh, I know he has his own liquor, which I guess has nothing to do with it, but that's just kind of funny to think about. Or yeah, right. Uh, best thing about Danny DeVito is he was born in Neptune, New Jersey. He grew <laughs> up in New Jersey. Oh, and it shows. Yeah, God bless. Now, uh, Leah Perlman grew up in, like, Brooklyn, Coney Island, Brooklyn. But uh, it's close enough. Um, I saw her last as the shoplifting mother in Wahoo, nineteen seventy nine. All right, fair enough. The last thing I saw her in, I don't know, but in two thousand and eight, she was in Beethoven's Big Break. Is that what it was uh, called? Was, yeah, and I think it's like the seventh or eighth one. But she was also on an episode of Wilfred. Saw her and Hung, but who wasn't Hung Wong? She says she won't, even though her and Danny DeVito are in fact redundant. They'll never divorce each other. They have their children together. They have huh. their houses together. So th- I thought they had divorced, but they <coughs> will never divorce. She says she will never divorce Danny DeVito. Um, let's see, do I have it written down? 
Blue and Gold. In 1992, she did a made-for-TV movie, The Grandmother's House You Go, opposite Ashley, who married Kate Olsen, playing the wife of Jerry Van Dyke's character. The couple kidnapped the Olsen twins, hoping to cash in on Ransom before Christmas. Yeah, the nudity, nudity. Yeah, and it's Annie again, doing her. Hi, guys. We just saved, like, Now, we really like Fudge Corks, but not Fudge Corks, but Fudge Corks are – okay, there's Nia Perlman with the rat hair. Oh, how cool is that? Let's listen. They're selling turtles. I had that oh, T-shirt as a kid. Darth Vader? No, it's like I, – I guess so. I had those teeth as a kid. Me too, and that hair. And I used to yell at Swanton. I'd be like, I don't care. My mom's Peter Brittle is much better than yours. My mom's Rhea Perlman. Now I now I'm I gotta so look at babysitters. Too. My mom's Rhea Perlman. We go out here so I can look at future babysitters. Possible babysitters. <laughs> okay, now we're getting what is every teenage sex comedy movie? Okay. He Dumbness. is Here in we the go. makeshift Ready? dressing and room. Hey, buddy, why'd you just skateboard your white clothes over there and pull it? Ah. Oh, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. I bet it makes him feel terrible as a person. John Greer, John Greer. Okay. Now, he was Napoleon Dynamite's uh, uncle. Yes. Yes, the man is great, too. He's like a Danny DeVito. He's just two different comedic maloos. Three. Yeah. Maloose. Maloose. Um, He was in Boss as uh, Roger Bunny. He plays the father of a guy who's real life years older than him. Oh, was he in Flashback or Flash Forwards, or was he on an island? I never watched Boss because you had to see it from the start. Right. I have seen it. I did it from the start. I waited a couple of years, and then I just threw it and watched it all on cable. And mm-hmm. I watched the rest on video. And I watched the rest on TV. And uh, there's a guy named Christian Shepherd. Doesn't look very religious. Okay. So, and then he says, follow me. And they, they follow the Christian Shepherd. Say that the Jewish cat are here. Aren't you coming? Nah, I'm gonna hang <laughs> out here. Just like we're Jewish. I've Jewish. never seen Lost, but I've been there and saw it in the theater. Oh yeah, and that is a great one, and that's to me is exciting to watch. So, too many Lost. So fat and skinny are just mean jokes. Yeah, they're screwing up Booby McGoo's uh, plot. Now you see her face. Yes. Isn't it? Do, does she look? Oh, all uh, the turtles. Oh, they knocked down the table. Oh, oh shots fired. So it's like they're fat. pulling out their phone. So fat. They're terrible. She called them. Okay, a- this is a very famous actor named Mark Lawrence. He always plays the father turtle. 
um, underworld type show. Right. Now his daughter is Tony Lawrence, uh, and she was married to Billy Bob Thornton, the ex-father in law of Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, so this guy is you know his hot. face, right? Billy Bob Thornton's face? Nah, his name is Mark Lawrence. Mark the guy Lawrence. on the left there. Let's let me see if we can pick up any audio. Yeah, I've seen him around. Hey, buddy. Right, get out of here. Kind of voice. He's in charge of the swap team. Um, I, we don't. The guy who's not Bud Ford is yeah. secretly his son. Oh, he doesn't let the other swap members know. This guy is checking his name is Dizzy. Out. Mike. Annie, come get my gun. <laughs> you went with that instead of the sun will come out? <laughs> yeah, I went with that instead of the sun will come out. But that. Okay, listen, this Mark Lawrence, the gangster guy, he was in Star Trek Next Generation and he was in uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So he's my Star Trek hero. Wow, he was in both. Same character or probably different no, di different, different characters. I mean, it's well, it's ten years difference, uh, so you wouldn't have remembered. Okay, there's Annie trying to come on to him because you know you're so handsome, so much hand more handsome than Bud Cort. <laughs> For the last time, I'm not Bud Cort. And and uh, Dizzy is just not falling for it, you know, even though like he's always aloof and playing it cool. Now look, watch. Annie will try to be sexy. Look, I'm so sexy. And Budcourt, not Budcourt, will fall for it. Gotcha. Now, not Budcourt was um, the guy in Young Frankenstein in the opening scene. Isn't your grandfather's work blah, blah, blah? Oh, I have to, I have to re see that one. Oh, that. he was making his metal equals to the... Do you remember when he took a scalpel and stabbed the child yeah. on the stake? Oh, that My was him. father's work was Judas. Sir, was the, I've been looking at I your mean, actor's resume, and you seem to have some great uh, acting uh, work. Well, thank you. I was in uh, Brooks's uh, Young Frankenstein. Yes, yes, and also Tony Anderson's Swap Me. Total? No, no. <laughs> put it. Yes, sir, I know. I'd rather talk about Mel Brooks's... Now, when you were in Swap Me... Uh, was that now during Bryce the actual Mac hours? What's that? Bryce Mac is his real name. Bryce Mac. Bright Mac. Well, yeah. Bryce, Bryce. He's a bright guy named Mac. <laughs> B-R-I-C-E. You ever blow into a condom? It's good smell. I never have. Yeah. Well, it helps if it's a clean condom. Uh, uh, oh. That's for sure. Yes. Now, uh, not Bud Court was also in MASH. Really? Wasn't real Bud Court also in MASH? Uh, I don't think so. It was Captain Burhart in MASH, 1970. Uh, he was in Where the Buffalo Roam, 1980. A lot of people don't know that, but it was a Bill Murray movie that I yeah, love. I've seen it. And it's, it a, it's a about Peter Boyle movie. Office. Peter Boyle movie that I love. Yeah, Peter Boyle was, Peter Boyle uh, was great Laszlo. In it. Yeah, he was the best part in that movie. 
Warrior. And uh, we're talking about um, Roger Moore, Thirty wrote for Rolling Stone lots of stuff. Fearing that was in the Mark Mays Right. His name is uh, Beverly Cleary. No, yeah, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Anne Rice. Danielle Hunter S. Thompson. Thompson, Hunter Yay. S. Thompson, right, thank you. Um, Danny Golden was also in Beware the Bob with Steve Watt and Linda Lovelace for president with real Linda Lovelace. Which you won. Yeah. Well, but the most most famed sport that he the biggest thing in his career, an eight eight year run. The voice of Rainbow. Wait a minute. Why didn't you tell me beforehand? I would have uh, totally. Who? Who? Uh, uh, Jufro or Old Man? Uh, no, it, it's um, not not uh, Bud Court. Oh, not Bud Court. Yeah, yeah. And not Bud Court is this guy right here, right? No, uh, this guy is Buddha. Is that Jufro well, is driving me crazy. I can't focus on anything else. That is Buddha. Yeah. And let's see. But not Bud Kurt wasn't even in that scene. But uh, Mark Lawrence was also in The Man with the Golden Gun. And oh, check this out. That guy, the uh, the former father-in-law of Billy Bob Thornton. Check check this out. Okay. He was really literally friends with the legendary mob boy, mob boss Buck. visit him in Italy, you know, because that he got deported when he when he got out of prison for prostitution. But whenever Lawrence would go see him, Bucky would always ask him, talk in, you know, casual Jewish accent. Uh-huh. Because Luciano missed New York, and New oh, Yorkers yeah. hearing his accent feel great. So, um, Mark Lawrence was in front of the Un-American Activities Committee, and like a pussy, Cave, and he gave away names? all these names. He named names. Ooh, I wouldn't. I would have yeah. big swapped me if I know there was a Jake Blake Gap. That's right. Turn coat. A lot of good okay, socialist now. brothers who write movie screenplays lost jobs because of him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I would throw shit off the truck then. Really, a worthy cause. So this is just you know, like we say, there's no plot, but there is. Lots of it has to do with the rivalry between the gang and Fatten Tim. Now, can you, uh... So wait, watch what happens. All right. T-Bird! T-Bird. My 70s truck. My empties. Look at that litter. Total 70s littering right there. Oh, they totaled the T-Bird, and we didn't get to see it. You cheap bastard. That's right. Well, you saw them... That doesn't count. I need to see a fucking T-bird, whether it's dock-footed or not, crash down a hill. Right. Now, I just now, just this afternoon, finished Pursuit of the Waterman, which is totally great. Totally great. You're supposed to go into the toilet, well up all this water, and just keep exploring. And we just totally tricked, tricked, tricked them. Great. Well, that's what I want to see. That's the money shot. That's where my money is. I want to pay to see. Now look, after their accident, what do they do? They go, go to a, a bar. Yeah, I know they smell like fish. 
he literally pulled a fish out of his shirt. Yeah. I would not serve that table. Table seven is yours, Carl. I'm not going near there. You gotta <laughs> keep it over there. I'm not gonna tip. Hi, table and, uh, seven. My name is Mike. Uh, also, she works at the bar. No. She's wearing her SWAT meet clothes. Well, I guess they all are. So. Well, I mean, uh, she was just wearing very, you know, gingham-y looking. I don't know. I Nancy's really just got her boobs out, right? She doesn't yes. have a shirt. She really needs to em accentuate her boobs. Uh, Deborah Richard is producing piece of botches. Okay? Uh, but Moe is the second wife of the police officer Andy Venkel on Killswitch Goo. And, uh, yeah. You know what that van was missing? What? Happy Goo. Or Scooby-Doo. So it was all about Hill Street Blues. Her and her uh, husband were always on Hill, Hill Street, Street Blues. blues. Uh, Hill yeah. Street Blues. It's time for Hill Street Blues. I Be love the theme song. Be careful out there. Be careful out there. You're I watching. I want to do a new uh, segment of Suarez Jazz uh -huh. called Shout Out to the Listeners. And I've chosen to do the Shout Out to Gil Duncan. Bill Duncan, Duncan is a listener, and he truly appreciates Hollywood Dog Distillery. Keep listening. Still, still. He wished us yeah. good health with coronavirus. He wished us good health. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Bill. Yeah. And uh, everyone, of course, be safe. And uh, Z Radio is available anywhere you are. So if you're home, you can listen to Z Radio. You can look up Venmo donation uh, account at ZB Radio. Donate some money, but check out. We have a huge archive. As you know, Carl and I did Carl Flew Over Here, which is our first annual yes. radio comedy festival. And there's over 40 shows available right now if you want to check them out. So, starcollection.org of um, shows to download and listen to. Yeah. So, um, you know, check it out. And, um, it was a fun time. Yeah. It was a great contest. Uh, we're going to actually uh, play festival. some – there was two shows that were not part of uh, our feed, but we're going to play them later, probably in April. Uh, so we have some specialty shows that uh, to the live audience, and uh, you'll get to hear it. So uh, uh, but probably next week. Probably next week. Okay, so now they go to Davina, and they're like, Davina, you're a psychic. Tell us where our bad guy's car is. We're not jerks who are going to screw up his car, but what we will do is kidnap it and tell him, please fix the T-Bird back to the way it used to be, and we'll give you your car back. That T-Bird is wrecked, so you must yeah. be right. It's not at the yeah. SWAT unit. It's somewhere out in the – Oh, there's Danny. Now, look, he's playing, playing the – right. That's the big joke. Sensitive. Oh, he was an organ grinder. Now, look, Rhea Perlman went to see this play uh, called The Prince's Bride um, in 71, and so she did DeVito, and she just loved him. He played silly little man. He played the little guy on the cake. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's very good. The Prince's Bride, he was already drunk. Yeah, he right. He was drunk. He was, she uh, discovered him in the fifth act. Two weeks after meeting 
they moved in together, and they were married in '82. So you're saying that they hate kids. each other, or they don't? They're separated, basically. There's no relationship. I have no idea. I would not call it hating each other because I just don't know that. I just know that they were married in a unit together for twenty something years, right. and nowadays, today, like she says, she'll never divorce him. But they're not. See, I thought like I thought they divorced kind of like in the early seventies. So I, I well, don't let know. Me look it up. Because I've always I love his fucking gallery. He's homemade pictures of Einstein outside. Yeah. Yeah. Jenny just made a very clear statement. Uh, Rita Perlman says she'll never divorce. Wow. Jenny didn't say. Even what after for? Swan- we view this separately and see each other a lot too. You know what it is? She said, "Listen, we made swap meets together, so we could survive anything." <laughs> yeah, that's right. We made Ma- uh, Matilda. Remember that movie, Matilda? Yeah, and that became a Broadway musical smash, and he probably made more money off of that than any of these things. You know, like uh, it's a good movie. He's a good director. It's, he uh, has this kind Matt of like. Perlman, he is a good director, absolutely. Uh, it says, in fact, Perlman said her relationship with the Dumbo actor is better than it was for the last five years. Now that they live separately, they live apart, and see each other a lot. Susan Dumbo, right? That's what she said? Because I saw that. I guess so. Timothy, uh, Tim- Timothy Burton. Yeah, right, because it was Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito from Batman Returns as the same uh-huh. director this time that they were in Dumbo. You know what I like? I like Disney movies that they remake old Disney stuff like Dumbo or uh, Christopher Robin, Disney Christopher Robin. Right. And they have the British in a scene where it's their World War One vets. They usually do the flashbacks during the opening credits and they'll have like a very stylized them in the trenches and fighting and they come home. And I know like Colin Farrell like lost an arm and is now part of Dumbo's world. But it's like that works terrible. You know, you can sugarcoat yeah. anything with Disney movies. The opening yeah. credits will show some respect. I mean, it's not like, oh, there's one moment he was in the trenches, and then he's now he's back. You know? Yeah, everything's nice. Yeah. That mo- that war was, you're right, it sucked. Horrific. The worst ever, and everyone was shell-shocked. And this is, that, we renamed it World War One. I. I think right. we know we renamed it. It was called the Great War. It was war to end all wars. War to end but all we wars. renamed it World War One when we won. Well, you know, such a bad renaming. Right. Well, no, they looked at Saturday's Returns and they said, "Do you look at this box office? We gotta make a <laughs> sequel. Greenlight it." Yeah. Right. Greenlight a sequel. That was the World War we named, so we called it World War One. Right. I would have called World War Two like World War One again. Well, the camp, we're the, killing it. The promotion was fantastic. Posters everywhere. Coming soon. WW Two. It's like, what's WW Two? Is that like a Fast and the Furious sequel? Yeah, coming soon. Everything coming soon. <laughs> Lots of plot twists. We're bringing parachutes back. We're bringing it right. We're, we're going to recreate some moments. We're going to open the field a bit. I guess Hitler was a bit player in WW2. Right, he was part of the prequel. Yeah. WW2. He was only there in World War One, though. 
so now they have stolen his car. So the guy comes to pick up his car, and he goes, I'm going to do a great job at this car. See if there's a fight. And he's like, what? Now, there's a ransom note. The ransom note. Well, the car's right there, right behind them, right? Or is it different? No, that's. Now, would you recommend Remember this they movie? were sharing the ice cream on his windshield? Right, that's right. Now, yeah, that's I, I'm not going to ask you whether or not you recommend this movie. Would you, if you, I was a Danny DeVito completist, I would have to, right. you would recommend Squawking on that alone. No, no. No, you wouldn't. It's not essential viewing? No, well, viewing? Danny DeVito's part in this is not anything good. It's, he does, oh, you know what's really funny? Says, I will take this car. They will make a part for it to come here. I will send it to Neptune, New Jersey. And so I was like, yeah, that's great. Freckington Road grew up. He said Neptune, New Jersey? You know, that means you made it in Hollywood and you were able to outlive your hope plan. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, now this is the car uh, that they stole. And now they're there's a surprise. They're at Budo's family farm or something. And there's all these kids that are part of Oh, is that one? Look how happy wow. Greer is. So not only uh, is Greer this was Yeah. Uh, he was also in Hashtag Farmers. He was in the rundown. He was in Get Shorty. So he must have been a grown up, like an older man in this movie. Yeah, this is his second movie ever. Yeah. Video, video, was his first character ever. Uh, Joyce's, Joyce's was his first movie. Really? I thought he was like, oh, I thought he was like a gentleman. Well, he's in this kind of movie. Oh yeah, of course he was. So no, this is Joyce's second. So he was in I this guess movie maybe that's his first movie of note. Yeah, I mean maybe like what you guys said it was. I love how this. Now, mo- did, go ahead, go. He did two years on the TV show Martin. Uh, Sean uh, McDermott is the name of the character. I love this film called Ed and the Dead Mother. Oh yeah, that was Steve Buscemi, right? Right, Steve Buscemi. Now I don't. Might have been the sales. Remember that English salesperson who kept selling uh, Steve Buscemi Life. Oh, and I, I never saw the movie. I know it's on YouTube. Like the junk. Oh yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah, it's yeah, on yeah. YouTube, Carl. Okay. I won't ruin it for you, but you should see it. It's fun. The only other fun thing about him is in uh, an Alice in Chains video. That Brewster. Do you know that song? How many? I do not know. I know a couple Alice in Chains songs. The Rooster's one of their huge, huge songs. The Rooster, the Rooster goes flying You really don't know it? Once there was a Rooster. Yeah, I love all that grunge music. Once there was a Rooster. <laughs> 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 Uh, no, the Rooster's a very famous Alice in Chains song. It's, uh... Okay, listen, listen, listen. I uh, know you know. It goes, Hey, 
there's a rooster i'm gonna be like what's his mortality rate right now is he gonna die <laughs> no second verse no he's not gonna die relax let me get a keep no, that shit we eat chicken motherfucker no, oh. i need a rooster wake me up wow this movie has it all i was gonna say like not only did we pay good money to go to a drive-in and see this movie about a drive-in we also yeah. get to see a swap meet and a fucking petting zoo and check it right. out, these teenagers are petting each other at the zoo, yeah. too. And the They're kids are watching them. They're rolling in the hay. They are literally rolling in the hay. Now, the director of this movie started as a background man for Disney in the 40s and 50s. He did, um, he did Peter Pan. He did Lady and the Tramp. He did Alice in Wonderland. And then for Disney, Disney he started to write. Uh, you know, Mike, um, yeah. it's fair to say he did some quality films, and he wrote some quality films, but on his own as a director, he did the live-action horror film Jennifer. What do you mean, live-action? What do you, what do you mean, Jennifer? Yeah, 1978, live-action horror film Jennifer, and it was written by the same guy who wrote this movie. He did Rooster, coincidentally, called Rooster McDeath, <laughs> Cockatoodle Death. Yeah, he did Half a House in 79. He did four movies, four, he directed four movies, and they were all terrible. You know, you know who did the second half of the house? It was Dexter Fletcher, directed by Martin Scorsese. He was the one who directed uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and the movie Pretty Boy Girl. So he said he directed a movie called Half a House, and they said Dexter Fletcher directed the rest of the movie. Uh, see, Pam. Thank you, Pam. I don't know if you can hear it through my plastic bag over the microphone, but I got Pam on that one. Ah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Now, he's the father of an Academy Award winning visual effects supervisor when he died. And, you know, it's sort of eclipsed his fame, I guess. But, I mean, his background work in the 50s is an impressive thing. He was part of the animation team for Disney. Wow. But he must have just been like, shit, we live in this neighborhood. Let's shoot a movie. <laughs> yeah. Where? At the drive-in. Oh, you mean the flea market? It's not a flea market. Well, no, the thing is, it's like you want to get people to come to the drive-in. So they're there during the day for the swap yes, meet. But yes. how do you get them back at the drive-in? You make a movie called Swap Meet. And they're like, shit, oh, yeah, I love that. Let's go. It. And it's like Wasn't I eight hours of swap meet enough. We're going to do another. <laughs> Let's go watch 78 more minutes. Okay, now here we have the slightest bit of glare. Okay. And this film really hasn't been made funny, but here you have the slightest bit. They are drunk, 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 drunk. And for some reason, they want to drive the car to the swap meet. Now, what they're doing is they've arranged a swap meet. They're going to give him his car back for his imperfectly repaired Spurs. Okay? Right. So 
they're going to start driving. Look at the old style beer can. I know, that's what I'm looking at. Where did he put the tap? Lots of times they shut, they block it and the lid shuts. Yeah, but doesn't like, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Right? That was a good clue that that was like that. And that, that sounds legit. Well, I had two big fears when I was growing up in San Diego. One, I would swallow the beer tablet in my ear when I dropped the beer. Right. And two, Billy the Kid would wrap, uh, whoop, that's not the word, squeak on me when I was a kid, especially <laughs> by Spider-Man. Things I wanted to avoid. Yeah. Now, in order to protect the car, they're, they left the cover on it. And Buddha is telling them, <laughs> take a left, take a, take a right. And this is one of the only funny hilarity scenes of truck driving. The only two things were scaring me in the 70s. The first one was, uh, what was the first one? Uh, I you who? No, then you said there's two. Oh, yeah, swallowing the, yeah, the beer tablet. tablet again. Okay, two things scared me in the 70s. One was swallowing that beer tablet when they had to drop it back in my ear. The second one was my mother's foot. It was out of control. <laughs> Check that thing. Ah, the oh. 80s have done it. Yeah, the eighties came. It was oh, so there was uh, it was different in the eighties, is what you're saying? Yeah, in the eighties, uh, it started to get reasonable that they could. Right. So this was written by a guy named Peter Krantz, and he only wrote two things. One is this swap scene. The other thing is Jennifer. Right, the horror which movie. Was, right, directed by the same director, so maybe that's yeah. why it was part of it. And lastly, there was something called Spooky seventy-seven. That sounds familiar. I'm not definitive to look that up. You sure he didn't write his apps from Five Crystal Caves? Uh, I am sure. Spooky. Met Cargo. 1977. Oh, the EP Cargo? 's wrong with my keyboard all right well yeah we can move on nope it's just a horrible scary looking movie not even something I recommend wow something's really wrong with my keyboard because the letter U is the number four <laughs> <laughs> are they even I'm gonna have to try to figure out why. You bought a you bought a used uh, Christmas keyboard, right, Noel? <laughs> Noel. Noel. Oh my goodness! What kind of name is that, Noel? It's got two L's in the middle. like a comic strip like it was like Frank and Ernie and uh, one of the Frank and Ernie panels he was singing the alphabet the entire alphabet in the panel except for the letter L that was my Christmas carol with no L on it oh man <laughs> you just that's a day's work for you you fucking knock that daily comic strip <laughs> out I'm gonna write the alphabet I'm gonna write 25 letters of the alphabet for the panel and 
Deutsch rein, stack it, and I'll sign it, <laughs> and my shit's in ink it, you know, it, it'll go to the golf course. I'm sorry, this movie must be really good. Uh, well, okay, so Annie now confessing her love for Don Fudge Coors. Don Fudge Coors is a confession. Now she's getting a blowjob, and they're going to get married. She's going to insist to become a partner at the swap meet. Now, right in the middle of the day, uh, the girls show up. She's oh, like, not now, girls, go away. And he says, yes, but it's an opportunity to make money. He goes, Annie, come on, they're serious. You know, and he, oh, they know Annie's there? That's pretty she odd. gets mad, and Annie bites his dick. <laughs> go ahead, you can turn it up, go ahead. <laughs> okay, now, Don Fudge Coors is having a protest. He's going on strike. He's not letting anyone into the swap meet at what? all. Worst Saturday afternoon ever. Yeah, here goes Mark Lawrence. Listen, right. uh, a ghost of Lucy La uh, Lucky, um, uh, Lucky Luciano wants to speak with you personally. That's right. I'm going to turn you into the House on American Activities <laughs> after they pressure me. Right. I'm going to bury your body in Joey Carson's backyard too soon. Not for me. <laughs> I live with it every day. Hey, you. So now Biggie's making his demand. You know, like they're the biggest swap meet ever, which is Seabird and the other goes, it's going to happen, it's going to go down here at your swap meet, I'm going to make you famous, I'm getting married, I want more money, I want to be a partner, and we don't understand why he says okay, but he does, we're going to find out it's because he's his son, really. No, that's not the big revelation. Okay, here he's talking to Fat and Skinny, and, you know, there is a plot. Um, hey, Carl, do they have names before we continue with this movie? Fat um, and Skinny? Not that I know. All right. All right. Go ahead, turn them on. Turn it on. Let's see it. Is it up? I can't hear it. It's scratchy when I can't. Maybe they have real names, but are there really ever anything but Fat and Skinny? Larry? I don't know. <laughs> well, his style is like a dry... Okay, so now, and he's like, I'm getting married. And he goes, I have big news, can you guess? And and, and uh, June is like, uh, you're pregnant. He goes, no, I'm getting married. She's like, I, I was right. Look, see the skateboarder? He goes, he's going to get hurt, as if he predicted it, like he always has accidents. Oh, 
Jeez, what a bummer. What's yeah, weird in this movie is like half the jokes are he's a bullshitter, and then the other not half but they're not jokes. But the other side is that he really has her emotional power. So Dude, which is it? Two salmon is the part that gets me. Like two chihuahuas, he's like, uh, uh-uh, I'm not going on in that fight. Not with fucking fortune tellers in it there. He's feeling more stuck, and an American house party guy <laughs> continues to try to catch her. He's going to have a case of mistaken identity for Hello. last act. Hello, operator. Yeah, operator, this is Mark Morris. Get me what you need out of that, or I'll call you in on the House of Un-American Committee. Yeah. The next thing. <laughs> Good one. Oh, over to the Stolen, stolen. stolen. Let's see if I can do a reference. We are on paper. You know why she's a sticker? Because she's a sticker. Look, he goes like, I've been watching you all day. I caught you. She goes, what? That's for Ferris Bueller's Day Off, by the way. Bodcourt Radio. I'm not Bodcourt. Holding Bodcourt here on Sirius FM Plus. <laughs> now we're going to take some calls. Yeah, but I love you in Electric Dreams. What? I'm not Bodcourt. not an Electric Dream. Uh, why did we use name and suit? Because not I wasn't Bodcourt and he said it like oh. You weren't. You were not Bud Court. Uh, he he was in Mash. He was in Young Frankenstein. I was in Mash. <laughs> and Frankenstein. Luke, that's oh, me. I like I found. Mom, mom, I found a Mad Magazine paperback. They take the comic and they cram it into a paperback, and it looks like I'm reading a book. Okay, look now. Obnoxious boy gets the pie in the face. Pizza boy. They were gonna save that for the Pizza Boy movie. It's the worst Aww. porno ever. Nothing would I expect. <laughs> Okay, now, Mr. Cool shows up to get the wheelie. He's like, do you have a vehicle? There's only the choice. I only have my vehicle. He's like, you, you can't just take my tow truck. It's my livelihood. So now it's sort of going to be an act three race to the slot meet. Slot uh, meet. In order to, yeah. Yeah. Danny DeVito's yeah. Yes. And so is Rhea Perlman. Oh, well, she took the crystal ball. Who, who yeah. saw that coming? Uh-huh. All right, now, Fat and Skinny are going to fuck with uh, our heroes as they head towards the race. Did I ever tell you I went to a fortune teller? No. Yeah, and uh, I don't think it was an M. Because, like, she took out the card, and she started putting it in, like, seven rows. And I mm-hmm. said, uh, where are my credit cards? Oh, uh, I'm just a seven. That's all. 
so now, um, not like we're the suckers and Tompkins and double decker bus right. and it's like, this is the greatest day. We're going to have the greatest spot ever. Bird for the Peugeot. I think it's a Peugeot. So now they've cut slips as you see. They sobered up by now? Yeah, that's right. And King Vidyot is driving. They're encouraging him. It's like faster, faster. We're late for our audition for Crosstalk. Right. Breaking away the um, that was the bicycle one. Yeah. Really mistaken. Maybe it's just Italian. No, maybe I'm not sure. Right. God, where's that car? I thought you could look at it from afar. Nobody was oh, dressed the as father that. in um. Sixteen Candles was in that Breaking Away. Right, all the time. He was in one of our films, I think, and that's why I know him. He was in The Forecast, right? Yeah, he was. He was also in Moulin Rouge. He was at the time of that. Very hard to miss. Hold on one second. I'll be right back. All right, sounds good. I'm going to check out the finale as they drive the car really fast. Make it to Milwaukee in time. I, I my, my wife interrupted me just to say there's no foreplay in the movie Suicide Squad. Yeah, we go right to it. We go right to it. <laughs> Unless you're paying attention. This is the longest car ride ever. Probably. Yeah, it's unrealistically long. Everyone's sitting there waiting for them. Right. Well, no, no. One person is standing there. The rest are just walking around. Right, so now they're like, entertain the crowd, distract them as you wait, wait, wait. So Annie will start doing the flip thing. Oh, really? She's not going to start up the car? (laughs) Well, that's a one. You can't service the entire crowd with that one, but that's a one at a time thing. Okay. Up top. in his three-piece, you know, the vest of a three-piece suit. I hear the song. Sloppy. But you're right, though, Mike. That is like how the song goes. Sloppy. That's a sloppy. Or maybe it's just how it is. Might have, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Here and there. I just watched it again. Over and over it goes, that's a sloppy. We're at the sloppy. Terrible. You know, the sequel, AA, is probably too funny for that. We're at the AA. <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous. We're at the AA. This is anonymous. Intimate. You know, nobody has to know that you're an alcoholic. Just stand <laughs> up and say your name and admit to being an alcoholic. 
Now, I hear that Danny DeVito has a production company called Jersey Stone. So maybe I should send him my Joe Piscopo government Okay. Call it, you know, yes. make it real Jersey. That would be massive. Joe Piscopo runs for governor. He never actually did run for governor. There was many, many races in which he telegraphed that he was going to run. One time, uh, he was taken extremely seriously, and the Bill Murphy team came to him and sat down, and they said, what would you like to do as a governor? as they tried to placate him, wouldn't run, and he didn't. I think he liked, he liked the idea of being governor more than he really liked the administrator of a, of a state. Right. Yeah, so no, everyone's I, pretending to be super into Annie, and she's going to mm-hmm. strip all the way, and Bud Porter's not. Bud Porter's like, no, you don't. Yeah, he's like, no, not her again. Yeah, he's no, no, she's not. He's oh, Catholic, wow. see? Yeah. Now everyone's looking. What happened? They drive yeah. right through. Yay, Annie's the uh, Oh no, not the seabird. They just drove it over. But her boobs were such her boobs were such a distraction that there was a four car pile up that she never got to see. That she never got to see. Right. We, we see the aftermath right. of the scene. And you know that was in the trailer too. <laughs> Even Bud Court knows that. Yeah. Not Bud Court. You want to go see Bud Court? Then go to the San Bernardino bar. It's there from San 2 to 7 p.m. It's she's wearing jean shorts. She is wearing jean shorts. <laughs> Wearbus.com. Yeah, I don't know. know what that is. It's not a here. There's Biggie, Danny Goldman. Danny Goldman, not Bud Court. Danny Goldman and Mark Lawrence. By Mark Biggie. Lawrence. They look no. like Talking a Jersey, talking a New York accent. Uh, we were talking hey, about something else. I just want to say that guy's very ass. Yeah, I thought it was a female one, but okay. All right. Hey, Mark. Now look how they're showing all these like it's a great film and they're just right. reliving it all. Well, it's you're about to leave the theater. You're like, let's remember that time in Queens. Right. Who was that? Look, it, it says Andy Perlman is still in Hogsbar. I wonder if he's screw with brother of screw with brother of uh, Queen. Well, uh, you know what? I think it's time to 
I was terrible. I hated it, and it was awful, and it was good for your show because you got to laugh at Tom Blake's work. You got to see John Shearer again, um, and I don't know. It was good for your show. There was a lot to talk about. Playboy's playmates. And, um, that's it. That's it. Bad movie. Bad movie. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, Carl, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to type in the uh, – as you know, we uh, – as we move forward in this pandemic, we always find out what happened to us and realize that someone else has made us See if I can find a trailer. A movie trailer comes out before the movie. You don't spoil anything. It's pitched to the full length movie. That's why it's called a trailer. I see. All right, so uh, I found this trailer. It's from Jersey Shore. Our very good friend Evan. Sleazy lawyers. Can't pay your electric bill? Sue your doctor. Overworked doctors. I'm finished! Hasta la bye-bye. Game over. In a world where the healthcare system is about to collapse. You, 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 you. Wait a second. That is our world. We need doctors. And doctors make mistakes. After all, they're only human, right? Not anymore.
because you'll go, no, no, cancel it. No, 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 no. Listen, National Lampoon's open micers. Two guys, it starts off with them, two best friends just doing it. 25 years later, they're still doing it. And they hear about Just for Laughs uh, has an audition. And they go in the audition. There's a little bit of competition. Everyone They work together. But wait, why? Why twenty-five years later? Like we're not going to go through twenty-five years of being an unsuccessful open micer? You know what? Well, uh, yeah, I guess so. What else is there for me to do? And you know, that's really not National Lampoon's style. Usually, they have a group of young, young, horny guys right. who are off on some quest. So, I think it might be better to make like a local clique of open micers have some sort of shot to something. Like, but I'm they, going to they LA have to have like a Tom Arnold type of guy. Comes in as their manager or something, or yeah. what you think? Or maybe, yeah, or they, uh, yeah, their comedy friend. Okay, what about the whole concept of the guy who goes away to Vermont, I guess, because he won't do comedy? Oh, well, I still think that guy's in the audition. Okay, and then at the end, he he, uh, comes back. He hasn't been talking to him. He didn't do anything to get it. (laughs) All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, we are brainstorming our movie. Moon's Open Micers, uh, as directed by Mike Mandel. Here at Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube, thank you guys so much. We will be back with you in part two. And if we're not, check our Facebook page. We'll give you the full details. We would love to hear those views. No, we will be here. No, Mike, next week we're going to watch Bobo Jockey in the studio. All right. Situation normal. Until Live then. your own plastic Until bag. then, go to pcrcollective.com. Go to no. the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Check out one of the 47 shows that are hosted that happen live between Carl and uh, Professional. All right, Carl, thank you so much. Uh, anything else? Or yeah, it's mutinyradio.fm. That's the website. That is the website. Mutinyradio.fm. Why Carl. not me? That's the only way you can. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Carl, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, you, my friend. Check out carlsucks.com for classic Carl jokes. It sucks. Sucks. Well, life is so sweet, Mike. I might be there in person next weekend. We'll see. I heard Greyhound is really low at this point. You could take well, a car, Uber carpool across the country. <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to it. I'll see you soon, Carl. Thank you. Bye.
your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Carmine Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in and on the freeway town. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday night at two. On the freeway. I am a very proud Lori Stanton. This is
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at Mutiny Radio. FM. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead pestles? Well, shoot. From time to time, I get thought duped. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvement. No way. What is this dang snabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke workshop yep every monday 6 to 8 p.m on the mutant radio so you're saying i could tell my jokes every monday from 6 to 8 that's what i'm saying it's the joke workshop mondays 6 to 8 p.m at the mutant radio Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counteroffer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counteroffer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counteroffer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Ben S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a paddle? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports. Vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com that's subliminalsf.myshopify.com and experience subliminal sf tired of paying too much for your internet contracts and hidden fees got you down Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento honestly is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls, trivia on Mondays, taco Tuesdays, first Wednesday live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They were very nice. Say nighty-night and kiss me. Just hold me tight and tell me you'll miss me. While I'm alone and blue as can be.
some tears through the coming years. Ooh, all the while I know you'll be smiling. Your love will guide me through every mile. Cause you're the one that I long to kiss. Maybe you're the one that I really You're the one that I'm dreaming of. Maybe you're the one that I love. Yeah, you're the one that I long to kiss. Maybe you're the one that I really
you're out there and I will listen. I put some mints near my window. They were pre-screened. I know a guy. Who knows a guy? Who knows Bob Sicamano? I'm working some of the times. But those times are in the past. I wanted to find the whole me. So I looked in the middle. Hey, that's my material man. What are you, materialistic? I saw a light on in the bathroom. But it was in somebody else's apartment. Man, binoculars are expensive. I thought I had it all, but I just ran out. Now I can't do laundry. Could we possibly? Absolutely. Existence can't happen till it happens. The only exception is bullshit preceding the bull in a china shop. I closed all my browser tabs to save memory, but now I can't remember anything. I wanted some mindless entertainment, but I paid too much attention. And now I am broke. I deleted my browser history because it was a textbook case. It said, are you sure? And I said, you were a history. I smoked weed that had no expiration date, and now I'm like this permanently. If the sky was falling, which way's up? If I see you eye to eye, can either of us see anything else? I got a comforter. It's more comfortable than me. Beer comes in cans and bottles, that's gross. I got a notification in the mail today. It said please check your mail. I sent a thank you card, but I haven't mailed it. Beer nuts sure have got balls, to sell a product that contains no beer. I like to stretch rubber bands. They need the exercise. I'm hearing impaired, but only when I'm not listening. I built the perfect chair, but it was uncomfortable. I have a moral compass app on my phone but I need to keep recharging it. The only thing to fear is fear itself. Isn't that a double whammy? I'm already afraid. Isn't settling up contradictory? Motions the handing money into the sky. When all is lost, you find everything. Message in a bottle reads, help yourself. I lost a small package. Not a huge problem. I tried to sleep, but I got tired. I wrote a bit that killed. It was underscored in shock. I abbreviated doing well to well, and now I can't stop thinking about it. When your past catches up with you you're at a standstill. I tried to take pause, and now we're in reruns. I tried to compare then and now, and now it's later. I have odd times every other so often. I used to be really good, but there was a mix-up and now I'm just good. Really. I once was alone, but now I'm too lones. I have a car, but it drives me crazy. I tried to deliver a joke, but they sent it back. Now I have to write it all over again. I have indoor cat food, but I keep it outside. Diet Coke needs to improve their self-image. I bought something new yesterday, and today I returned it for false advertising. My faucet is hard to predict. It runs hot and cold. I had a time window, but now I'm of time and it's just a window. You have been a mild and peppered audience, you really have, I can hear you from here, Martha. Thanks and good night.
This is Aqua Q. Chattering deep into the light bright webbings of patterned feet is. This podcast brought to you on the Anchor.fm platform from the labs of Aqua Q. Anchor.fm is available. For iOS and Android, brings a free and clear interface for your podcast creator genius with royalty-free music and sound effects that make you sound from the radiophonic workshop with segments for you to advertise yourself in the cash money you so deserve. Available everywhere. Podcasts are free. Just do the queue. Characters. Paged. Dot dot. Their pagers went off, all simultaneously, and they looked down, from across the world and onto their wrists. Dot. The screens blinked a bit, the three of them paused and waited for it to clear. Aria was sitting in a coffee shop outside of Geneva. Again, she thought her pinkish golden watch chimed as selected when it was time for a time away and this was it. Q was in the middle of bussing some papers down the street towards and away from things as usual, left coat pocket and the like. And Miranda was just up at sunrise at the Pacific Rim this time, no joke. She traveled overnight and had packed just a bit for a conference meetup for the book convention scheduled last May from the township. Aria sipped her orange juice and tapped the screen. You in there Q? What's the dinging about? We're all about with our business and the proceedings are proceeding with process and necess. As needed, Arya thought he might hear it but she tapped the screen once just to highlight her notion of notioning. Miranda tapped back. Yep, he's got his paperwork about and I believe he believes he's heading upward to the never-ending story folks. They seem on about a trachual and you know how he can fly time and the like, and so. Silence. Hugh was not normally in this much sun from this time of day. More of a night owl and black cars in the odd slipping in at the right moments and such. But geez, 101 pages on this one, and several copies for the crew, and still three hours until the next. Shoot he dropped the papers. About time something happened, he paused and looked towards the ground, as they were slightly in between the shimmering embedded sparkly sidewalk and a bit of slick towards an gutter. His watch chimed and the haptics hit up Arya's beat. Tap tap. So this is what you get onto when you're not getting onto. Ain't you? Arya quipped and sipped again at her orange juice, with now a splash of soda, and a straw she keeps with her, so as to be ecological. Yes, Arya. The onto is onto the floor and chores like this haven't made it up the staircase to the case I need to get to, spiral bound and booked up like a top shelf. For this pack of loose papers now, a bit dirty and, well, not in yourself, I can see that. Is that a pocket protector? No it's a packet of gum. It's for the, fresh. Anyway how's your end? Arya's end was just fine and sitting, just and there and she adjusted slightly at the thought and thought about telling him about the, oh, surprise. Q blurted out, and bent over to pick up the quarter on the street. Damn it's a regular one. He'd hope for a 1964 silver ore, but anyway. The story is carrying on, and it's just I'm not carrying it anymore, it's toppled into the streets and somebody forgot to number the pages. So it'll be up to you guys to piece it together once I get over. I'll scan it and you can run it through a quick OCR or something. Or, I can. Wait he picked up a cup of coffee and dropped it directly downward onto the ground and the cup hit square bottom and the coffee jumped out and bits all over the papers. 
He took a quick photo, shuffled them together, and straightened his back up a bit. Oh, I think I got the ordering now. We have the cover bound by main splash and the spill into the street by the spray that's come off it. We're good for ordering, now, I'll just get on and cross splash check it from the place. Miranda too now was on the call, as she sipped her coffee. You know I would have brought you one when you arrived, I hope it wasn't a creamy one. Anyway, nice idea. I'll explain the coffee to the crew, but why didn't you try that old card trick? Pick a page any page? And was a simultaneous chagrin from the crew. Blip. Miranda's power was out, and just shrugged and put her watch on the charger. It's this sort and sordid chronicle of chronicled forgetfulness wherein their malaise was being re-triggered. Maybe it was the planetary offset, or maybe our characters needed to be reminded of themselves once again. It had been three weeks since the, shoot, and more so since the, oh yes. And there was always a place to whisk her off to and never stick, and sticking was like this. Q jabbed the stick of gum into his mouth and hung up the street. He found the iron doorway near Chinatown, though slightly uptown, where he was to deliver the papers. He then jabbed all six buttons on the door and waited for a buzzing.